Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my guest, Andrew Lawrence, is the Deputy Director of Rapid Response at Media Matters for America. There is so much going on. There is so much to talk about. But before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener funded and woman run. Visit patreon.com slash start me up to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get two bonus What's Up episodes per week. Kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and talk about whatever is on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com slash start me up. Now please enjoy my conversation with Andrew Lawrence. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I accidentally just called you Lawrence. <laughs> it happens a lot. Yeah, you know, the two, the two first names. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. We're going to have some fun today because there is so much going on. I mean, we're in mm-hmm. indictment watch week. And mm-hmm. so that's what I want to start with because, of course, that's what's on everyone's mind. We're hearing that um, Wednesday may be the day uh, that Trump could be indicted. I hadn't heard that. I was still waiting for today. And I know that, you know, really all all that we were going off of for today was that Trump said it was going to happen yeah. today. Um, but, uh, yeah, it sounds like it's actually going to happen, huh? Yeah, well, I, I think so. I mean, did have you been uh, – I think it was last night I was watching – it might have been Chris Hayes. I don't know which one I was watching. But somebody was – there was a conservative lawyer and she was saying, you know, after everything, she was she listened to everything and concluded that more than likely they would come down with an indictment. And it would, you know, of course, it's hard to tell, but it looked like Wednesday. And I'm seeing Twitter, legal Twitter calling it for Wednesday. So I'm not positive about this, but I'm just wondering what you think is going to happen. So I want this is like two two prong question. What mm-hmm. do you think is going to happen? Um to Trump when this happens and you know there's a lot of expectation associated with it so he gets indicted then what happens and then what do you think is going to happen with his supporters sure yeah I mean I'll uh I am not a lawyer you know <laughs> and so I I don't know and it's such uncharted water here yeah. for Donald Trump to actually be facing some sort of consequences I mean you know let's let's be honest about this the guy's not going to be rotting in jail or anything <laughs> no. over this um and I think he's going to try to use this for his benefit we're get, we've already seen him sending out many fundraising emails mm-hmm. um off of this he's going to try to use it to rally his base of support um you know and to get to your second question what does it mean for his supporters people people talk about how this is just going supporters will coalesce around him they, they can't coalesce around him any more than they already have you know I, I i don't see this making a huge uh difference especially like in the primary i think i think in the general election if he ends up getting getting the nomination i think it makes a big difference because people will know that he's been arrested mm-hmm. and they might not know for what but they're going to know that he's been arrested but for his supporters um, it doesn't really matter all that much, um, but it, you know I do find it interesting that he he was calling for protests, mm-hmm. and we haven't really been seeing that much at all, which yeah. which I find really really interesting. Well, do do you think that's because it it hasn't happened yet? Like maybe once he gets arrested, they'll show up. I, I think there's I think there's some of that. I also think that you know with with January sixth, we had a month and a half 
you know, to hype this date up and, and to plan around it. You had all of the um, outside groups, right. America First and, and all of his packs and and Fox News was jumping in um, on that as well. And, you know, as far as the planning and the promotion of January 6th and there's just there isn't much time for this, I don't think. Mm. And and I think, you know, to a large degree, I think that there's a lot of Trump fatigue, um, even among his base and among uh among the Republican Party. I mean, you take a look at at what happened with um, the January 6th defendants and the, the people that are being arrested and, and going to jail for four or five, six years. Mm-hmm. Trump's not fundraising to help their legal defense team. <laughs> Trump isn't doing anything to defend these people um, other than trying to fundraise off of them for himself. And and I, I do, I have seen um, in some of the, the hardest Trump supporting corners of the internet and and even on Fox News um, Trump has gotten some criticism for his lack of support and I you know at some point these people have to realize that <laughs> that they don't want to go to jail yeah. for for the host of celebrity apprentice <laughs> exactly and I mean uh, we've seen a bunch of the insurrectionists go to jail and so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that maybe Tucker or somebody is calling them political prisoners or whatever regular everyday people are like yeah well you can call them what you want but they're sitting in a jail cell and i don't want that for myself and i do think that's going to play into this but i like i posted on twitter yesterday that i don't necessarily whether it's this indictment or you know fulton or any of the other indictments that are going to be coming down which i believe there Mm -hmm. will be more i don't believe we're going to be seeing insurrection style protests i think we we will probably be seeing groups of people across the country doing certain things and you know fortunately we've got different we've got different leadership now so it mm-hmm. might it will be handled differently but that's my guess i mean if we're going to see violence it's going to be i think throughout the country sporadically and not mm-hmm. not a lot of it that's my guess and i hope no i i think you're 100 percent right about that and i also think that you know we have to tie in um, for your listeners who, who aren't aware, Fox News is facing a giant defamation case right now mm-hmm. from Dominion voting machines. And what that case is essentially revolving around is January 6th and and, and um, the false election scheme and, and election fraud and, and all of that. Um, Fox is, is staring $1.6 billion in damages right in the face right now because of that. And this is – they can't go full tilt right now. They just can't. And Fox News is such a propaganda machine, and it is where such a large percentage of the Republican base and where the Trump base gets their news from. Um, And and I mean the Trump stuff right now on Fox News, I can tell you, and for and for your listeners, my job, I basically watch Fox News, so you don't have to. (laughs) That's that's what I do. I work evenings, so I'm 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 just fully immersed in Fox News primetime. And they really aren't defending Trump as much as they're going after the um, the district attorney in New York right now, Bragg. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're kind of you know Trump is almost non-existent in this. It's very much sort of just attacking the Democrats for political persecution and that type of thing. So it's really interesting. But you know, I will also say stories like this. It usually takes them it takes them a few days, a week or so to sort of coalesce around around the talking point. I think they're sort of feeling that out right now as well. Um, and again, like you said, we haven't yet actually had the arrest yet. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens when that comes. But I also see that, like, you know, right now th- this is coming out in New York, uh, you know, blue state. Um, you know, you have the quote unquote Soros back DA there. <laughs> I think you're, I think the Fulton County, I think the Georgia one is is a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll sort of make bigger waves as mm-hmm. well uh, coming out of a red state. 
it's uh, you know what what that's about is is election denial and election fraud, um, and it, that that one just feels like it, it could be a bigger story to me. Yeah, I totally agree with you, and I want to ask you about that. But before I do, of course, I did uh, give your bio in the intro of this show, but you say you watch Fox News, so I don't have to. And I first want to say thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, somebody who I I really mean that because sometimes my father says to me, who is he's also liberal, he'll say, you know, do you watch Fox News? And I just say, well, I can't. I can I can watch the snippets on Twitter and I can Mm -hmm. read about it. But watching it is really difficult for me. So when I say thank you, I mean it. But when you're watching it, um, I mean, do do you feel like is it this obviously it's your job but does it affect you personally it does i mean there are you know i'll say that we we build up calluses um and yeah. media matters and i i think for the most part you know i I'll just give you a sense of my job i essentially quarterback our night shift um which is focused on mostly fox news primetime tucker carlson sean hannity laura ingram jesse waters sort of the big opinion house mm-hmm. um and we have a team of you know rotates from five six people and plus myself and and i've got a brilliant team and for the most part we have fun there's a That's there's a lot of gallows be. humor kind of making fun of them a lot um, but there are tough days too. I mean, I, I would say, you know, the, the, uh, after January 6th, um, the, the worst is when there's like a mass shooting and you just know, you know, I'm coming yeah. into work and the reports are, you know, 15, 20 kids in a, in a school have been shot to death by some lunatic and you come on and I know I got to sit there for the next five hours and watch Tucker Carlson say that like, we need more guns yeah. is, is the actual answer. And then you have Laura Ingram saying that like, there's too many doors in schools and that's what's right. You know, anything but the guns, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and those are, those are really, really tough days. And I think that, you know, what, what sort of gets us through it as a team is knowing that, that we're doing something you know, that we're yeah. pushing back a, a little bit. I think that um, Fox News is incredibly influential. You know, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter. That is that is the case. Um, they basically run the Republican Party. They have complete control over the Republican base. And so it really is important for people to sort of know what's going on there and what's being said. I can't tell you how many times during the Trump years I would see Tucker Carlson say something, and then the next day – the president of the United States is putting it into an executive order. Wow. And so, you know, it's important to sort of know where, where these things are coming from. Mm-hmm. And that sort of, that gets us through those really tough times as well. I think, you know, knowing that people are looking to us to sort of know what is being said without having to watch it, because you're right. It is, it's hard to watch. And, and, you know, I've, obviously I'm biased, but it's, it's really bad TV too. It's really not super (laughs) interesting or entertaining. Um, so it can get, it can get a little bit grading that way as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's an interesting job. It it is definitely an interesting job. You know, I, I, I used to live when I was 12 years old, my father worked for ABC News and that Mm. offered me an opportunity to live in Soviet Russia. And so I was, I mean, I was 12, but I was aware of Pravda and I was aware Mm. of the propaganda and all of that. And I understood it in a, you know, my brain was still developing and I was still kind of processing the world, but I did understand it. And so when I look at Fox now, obviously that's what I see. But my question Mm. here, and I know it's very clear just talking to you, you understand reality and you're living in reality and that's a good thing. But I think it was McKay Coppins did an, uh, an article where he, he signed up on Facebook 
for like a far right. Uh, it was like a whole far right thing. So he followed Donald Trump. He followed all of the MAGA accounts and, mm-hmm. and pages. And of course, then he would more would be suggested. So he would follow. And he wrote that, OK, he understands reality and he's based in reality. But he got sucked into this. It was mm-hmm. like, even though he knew better, it was the constant repetition of the lies that he began questioning. Does that ever happen to you? No, I, 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 not not to that degree. I mean, I think that we spend so much time outside of Fox News as well. I mean, part of our job is debunking what Fox News has right, to say. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I always thought it would be really interesting to just get your news from Fox mm-hmm. News for a week or so and just mm-hmm. see. I mean, right now, you know, if, if you just get your news from Fox News, you think the biggest story going on in the world right now is wokeness. Right. You know, is, is, yeah. is cancel culture. And it, it really is. It's a different it is a different reality that that they're that they're living in and that they're providing their viewers with over there. But it really it gets into it. It feeds into sort of that fear and that anger and that victimization and it gets addicting, you know, it gets addicting to certain people. And, you know, I think Fox News, since they came around, um, I think they've been around for about 25 years now, maybe a little bit more. Um, You know, one of of the biggest things that they've done is just brainwash people and Mm -hmm. saying that, like, we are the only people that you can trust. You can't trust MSNBC. You can't trust CNN. You can't trust anybody else. And, you know, if you turn on Tucker Carlson, and he's saying that wokeness is coming for you and your family and it's a, it's a threat to your life. And he's the only one saying that mm-hmm. you're going to start thinking that, like, if I don't watch Fox News, I might die. Right. And, and, and like, I know that sounds hyperbolic, but it's if you watch Fox News, almost every story that they give, it's, you know, the country is in, in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Western civilization is crumbling because, uh, you know, there was a black little mermaid or whatever it was. <laughs> And it, it sounds so bizarre to us, but it, but it really feeds into just sort of that primal instinct of yeah. like fear and victimization, and and it's it, I, I can see how it can be very addicting to, to certain segments of the population for sure. Wow, man, that I mean that would really be difficult. And again, thank you. <laughs> it's, like I said, thank God for my coworkers. Yeah, it's, uh, you know we we do try to have as much fun as we possibly can with it, and uh, and it, and it is it's that sense that it is important for you. Uh, Kimberly to know what's going on on Fox News right. but you should not want to watch that for four hours a <laughs> night you know so so to counter that obviously there's media there's media matters and of course that is a wonderful publication and so many of us are aware of it but what other publications where else do you get your news your real news not the propaganda news well you know I get asked that all the time and and it, that's a tough question for me to answer because I'm I'm lucky enough to where I do work at media matters and we are we are bombarding each other with news articles from all across the spectrum, 24 hours a day. So, I mean, if I miss one day of work, I've got 600 unread emails, wow. and and a lot of it. So you know, it's it. it you sort of develop this media literacy where, mm-hmm. where you understand that, um, you know, uh, the difference between an opinion, you know, the New York Times opinion piece um, is going to be different than something Nick uh, Confessori writes, you know, a real, real journalist. And you, you sort of start picking that up. Um, I, I like the New York Times. I, I have huge issues with some of the New York mm-hmm. Times coverage as well, especially on trans issues and things like that recently. Um, and it's you, you just sort of 
it's that media literacy. You know, you have to understand your sources. You have to understand. You have to look at at who who they are sourcing. Who is the New York Times talking to? Why are the Why is this outlet only talking to uh, uh, oil executives and not and not climate activists? You know that type of thing. And and you sort of learn to look for that. Um, but it's really difficult. It's really difficult. And I think that like just the profit motive in in news news media right now is really um, it's making it difficult to sort of trust almost anybody i mean so many different outlets are doing this just for the clicks um and and i have i have outlets i guess that i trust and and authors that i trust but it's not uh, like i am always very very skeptical of almost anything i read um and i think most people should try to look at it that way (laughs) yeah i mean i agree with you i it's like obviously there's some great articles in the times when it's straight up journalism and it's not just Mm -hmm. opinion because they do have conservative opinion writers so and i think that's necessary but it's important to understand the differentiation yet definitely need to know that difference Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I have a variety of people who I trust, um, but then you know each publication it's going to depend on you know who's writing it, is it opinion, etc. So I mm-hmm. will say though that the difference between these kinds of public, like whether it's the New York Times or Washington Post or Atlantic or anything, if they mess up, they will say, "Hey, we messed up." Whereas the mm-hmm. right wing will not. They will just no, and over. and many times they'll just double down. Yeah. I mean, there was I have such a good example of this um, and it's really gross, but um, I don't know if you remember, but when um, Roe was first overturned, there was the story of the 10 year old girl who was impregnated by rape in Ohio and had to travel. I think it was to Illinois to get an abortion mm-hmm. and Fox News host Jesse Waters, who, who just got a promotion there. He's got his own hour now at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, was saying that the, the story wasn't true, that the girl didn't exist, yeah. that it was all just a huge lie by um, uh, activists who were just trying to get uh, publicity, all this type of stuff, just saying it was a straight up lie. Um, a few days later, and, and th- this started percolating within right wing media as well. I would say Jesse Waters was the biggest leader of it, though. A few days later, it came out that it actually was true. And I, uh, the girl's name, I don't think, was ever released, but there were official police reports, that type of stuff that all came out. Jesse Waters took credit at that point for 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 it being proven as oh. as being true. He didn't apologize for lying, wow. for saying that that it didn't exist. He took credit um, for for the story being for the police reports being put out there, and it's such a good example of what they do and i think they really learned this from donald trump um you never apologize you never back down you never say that you were wrong before donald trump ever it wasn't it wasn't often but every once in a while fox news would issue an on-air correction for something that they got wrong i could not tell you the last time that is, I, I i don't think i've seen that in i've been at media matters for seven years now I, it definitely not since trump um and it's just there, there's part of that mentality where you just never apologize you never back down and you just never admit you were wrong yeah. and the thing is they've created this bubble now this conservative media bubble where their readers aren't going to know their readers aren't going to know that they were wrong because because they don't go outside that bubble and even if they do even if msnbc or cnn points out that fox news is wrong and they then they you know have a nice package and they do it with numbers and facts and and it's highly sourced fox news was wrong they're not going to believe it still they still will not believe it um because of this brainwashing effect that conservative media has on their viewers wow it's so sad it's just so it is yeah it's frustrating it can (laughs) definitely be frustrating um you know what we have to take a quick break but we will be back after this message 
Hey, this is Kimberly. If you're not already my patron, just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. You can take a look at all the tiers and decide how you want to support the show. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV. The Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with a zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute, and available reclining lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Okay, we are back. And you know what? I want to ask you. I said I was going to, and now I am. So there is a article coming out, um, just came out, CNN. So it passed in the Georgia, it's a, a Georgia legislature considered a bill to remove prosecutors, um, so basically, it's guaranteed that Funny Willis will be removed and the Trump investigation will be quashed if Brian Kemp signs this into law. So are you familiar with this and what do you think is going to happen? I am not. Um, it sounds like it's, it's so fascinating because, you know, you know, you know, the entire Republican Party just wants to be done with Trump. Yeah. They, they just want to. And but something like this, mm-hmm. uh, I, I my guess is that Kemp will will squash it because they are scared to death of that base of that that yeah. Trump base, that wow. Republican base. And um, I know I this is the first that I have heard of that. That's that's really interesting, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of scary. I retweeted it in case you want to look it up. But that's that's kind of uh, worrying me. So now, I mean, let's just go on the assumption then that this is not happening and, and indictments are coming now or whatever um, mm-hmm. from Georgia. So as you mentioned, that's going to be quite interesting and it's going to have more weight than this thing that's happening in the Stormy Daniels case. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a little heavier. So my question to you on this one is kind of the same. Now, uh, do you think that there, what do you think the difference would be if he gets indicted for, and I guess this would be obstruction or intimidation or something like that. I don't know what the legal terms are and what the specific charge would be. Um, so maybe you know that, but yeah, there was something about defrauding, defrauding. Um, an American election system right, okay. or, or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, it's all very, it's all very complicated. Yeah, and but... I, I know that one juror uh, had said it's like going to be a big deal and everything. So mm-hmm. there, there, that's got more weight. So yeah, how do you think that's going to go down? It's, it, it's just going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just feel like it's going to be the same that we've seen. Hmm. You know, it's going to be everybody sort of rushing into their corners on the Republican side. Um, they're going to, you know, call it a witch hunt mm-hmm. and a hoax and ignore ignore everything. Um, and they're going to rally to to Donald Trump's side, and nothing will happen to him. You know, and this does feel this feels much more serious, and it feels like. Trump's uh, legally in much more jeopardy than he's ever been in his life, but he always wriggles his way yeah. out of this stuff, you know. And and now uh, the fact that it is in Georgia and it's you know the um, executive branch for sure is very red, and you know I know it's sort of a purple state at this point, um, but he's got a bunch of allies there, mm-hmm. and they are terrified of him, and they're terrified they're terrified of what he can do um, as far as like rallying his base. To, to go after them. But then, you know, you take a look at Kemp and Trump tried to do that um, in Kemp's election. He tried to yes. get, uh, I forget who it was. Some, I think it was David Perdue, maybe. Um, he tried to get him to win the, the primary there. 
and couldn't do it. I mean, Kemp destroyed destroyed all challengers there. So, you know, they are terrified of of what Donald Trump can do with with the base of the Republican mm-hmm. Party. But he it's it feels like he's just a paper tiger, and they're just scared of taking him on. And if just one of them would stand up to yes. him, I mean, you take a look at Ron DeSantis. Why is he so scared of Trump? He can, he can hardly <laughs> criticize Donald Trump. Why? Like that is what they want. He could. I feel like Ron DeSantis could take over the entire Republican base if he could just take on Donald Trump. But he's just he's too much of a coward to do it. None none of them will do it. Um, and I don't know. I don't see much changing until then. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. The the Georgia one is is very very interesting. It just feels like that has a lot more teeth in it than um, yeah. than the New York one. And I think that. You know, when you just take a look at the charges, like I know that New York, you know, what we're actually talking about here is tax fraud Mm -hmm. and election fraud and all that. But I think generally the American public looks at it as paying off a mistress to be quiet. Yes. And while that's awful, I think most people would look past that at this point after everything that this country has been through. But, you know, the Georgia stuff, especially with it tying to the election fraud and to the ties to January 6th and and all of that, it just it feels like the general public um, would that would hurt Trump a lot more with the general public than the New York one, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I mean, it truly is interesting, and obviously there's a whole bunch of possibility of indictments. What Mm -hmm. I maintain and what I will continue to maintain is I do believe he's going to be indicted, and and there is a chance that he, you know, the people who are going to go after him are not going to go after him unless they think they can win. So Mm -hmm. I think there is a decent chance that he could, um, you know, actually, I don't think he's going to go to jail. If he's ever convicted, I think he would probably experience house arrest. I, mm-hmm. I just don't see him going to jail. If it would be any, funny, if, though. It would be funny if he did go to jail. Oh, though. that would be awesome. But I, I, yeah. I wish I wish we could do that as a country, but I just don't see that happening. And, yeah. and I'd love to be proven wrong. on. I'll totally – I'll love that, but I just, I mm-hmm. just don't know. But this takes me to the um, – well, there's the Dominion lawsuit against Fox. Mm-hmm. But then recently a judge gave the go-ahead for, I believe it was SmartLink, to sue Fox for $2.7 billion. But then Smartmatic. Smartmatic, thank you. Um, and then, the, I, you know what, I think I wrote Smartmatic and then my thing changed it to Smartlink. <laughs> okay. Um, I know, because it always reminds me, I don't you're probably not as old as I am, but there was uh, the Something-O-Matic on Saturday Night Live back in the day, like, uh, you know, oh God, what was it? The Something-O-Matic, you probably don't remember, so I'm just going to chop Chop-O-Matic, something like that, yeah, where he put <laughs> the whole fish in. <laughs> yeah. It was so yeah. gross. Okay, anyway, um, I just went off on a tangent. So... There is something that has come down today, a story about, um, let me find it, let me find it. Oh, okay, Mm -hmm. so a Fox News producer is now also suing Fox, um, and this person worked for Maria Bartiromo and Tucker Carlson. Am I saying her name right? Yes. Bartiromo. Um, Just because it says lawyers forced for the Dominion thing, lawyers forced her to give misleading testimony. So mm-hmm. there's that. But then there was also she was describing uh, a really misogynistic, disgusting workplace, which surprises nobody. But I mm-hmm. want to know, what do you think is I mean, OK, let's just there, there's the Dominion one and that's civil. And likely if if Dominion wins, you know, and, and, and they have to pay Rupert Murdoch has to pay some money. It's not going to really affect Fox News. It's, it's going to hurt, it'll be embarrassing, whatever, but in the end, their base is there, and they're going to keep going, and he's got billions of dollars, so he can afford it. But now we've got 
these other two lawsuits and we don't know what's coming in the future. Do you think Fox News is really at risk and in trouble? I do. No, I really do. And I think that like I would push back on you um, a a couple of things that you just said about the Dominion thing. I think that, you know, look, first of all, Fox News is looking at one point six billion dollars in damages is what Dominion is suing for. And without getting into the nitty gritty of it, a defamation case is really hard to prove. But everything that I've read shows that they have proven like Mm -hmm. the, the Fox News knew what they were doing when they defamed Dominion lawsuits. And I think that, you know, Rupert Murdoch is a billionaire many, many times over. Mm-hmm. $1.6 billion is going to get your attention, I think. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, one thing about these rich guys is, like, it's it's all about green, you know. It's, That's it's all about dollars and cents. And I I think if 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 they get fined $1.6 billion, and that's just the damages. That's not punitive either, which could be billions more, um, judging from what I've read. So, so that'll get your attention. Um but I also think that when you take a look at what's come out with, with this Dominion case and the evidence that's coming out, I think that, you know, Tucker Carlson admitted numerous times in text messages that were revealed that he is lying to his viewers um, and he yes. is tricking them into watching his show by telling them exactly what they want to hear so that it helps his boss's stock prices. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, stuff like that. He showed a lot of contempt for his viewers. Um, you know, one of his producers said that their viewers were cousin cousin fucking terrorists, and that's yeah, that's a quote. Wow. Let's see, that's what he said. That uh, that level of contempt for your viewers, I think, is going to make a real mark. Like, I, I think that really, really hurts. And you know, there's more and more coming out. I think this, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're just putting up with so much from Tucker Carlson and for what, you know, really for what the the guy's getting, yeah, sure. He gets 3 million viewers a night. That's 1% of the American population. He he doesn't have, I say this a lot um, uh, among coworkers and other interviewers. People think that Tucker Carlson has this massive amount of influence and he doesn't. Fox news is the one with the influence Mm -hmm. that Fox news, eight to nine o'clock PM hour is incredibly powerful. And if you think back to when it was Bill O'Reilly there, from eight to nine o'clock. He was the most powerful man in media for a, a couple of decades. And when's the last time you even thought about right. it? You know, be, because he's gone. He's just, he is no longer on Fox News. The exact same thing would happen with Tucker Carlson. Yes. So, you know, I think you take away the um, the possible defamation fines, Smartmatic as well, you know, that's, that could end up costing them a ton of money mm-hmm. as well. You take all that away, and I think the reputational damage of Tucker Carlson um, that was revealed in those text messages, I think really hurts him with his viewers. And, you know, I spend a lot of time, uh, given what I do, I tweet a lot about Fox News and Tucker Carlson, and I have his defenders in my mentions all day, every day. (laughs) And what they like about him is that, I'm just telling you what they say, Mm -hmm. you know, what they like about him, is that he says what nobody else will say, he always tells them the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the libs are scared of him because he's telling the truth <laughs> and he says things that you, you're not allowed to say. And that is all just blown up right in their yeah. face. I mean, any time I have a Tucker Carlson troll come into my mentions now, I can just reply with a screenshot of his producer calling them uh, a cousin fucking terrorist. <laughs> um, and it's it's and so how are you gonna? You know, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. I'm not I'm not going online anymore, like defending these people. I'm not. How can you sit there and watch them in good faith? knowing that they're that they're lying to you um and then they hate you 
and that they're just trying to trick you into watching their show so they get more money. You know, it's so I, I think that's where the real danger is for Fox News is the sort of more the PR stuff than the money stuff, really. That's that's a good point. And and I, I agree with you. It, it, I hope and I did see and I don't remember where it was on Twitter somewhere, but I saw that the numbers, um, I think it's like the people who are not trusting Fox News or they're losing, mm-hmm. you know, they're losing trust from their viewers. So I guess that's a good thing. And it was you know, like 20 percent, you know, one wow, out of five Fox viewers trusts Fox less. And that's after this is only after a week of it. You know, there yeah. is still we have a trial coming in April yeah. as well. This all this Dominion stuff that's coming out right now is just to determine whether or not there should be a trial. Right. Um. We are having a trial and it's going to go for a couple of weeks wow. and it's going to be you're going to have these people on the witness stand. Um, you're going to have Fox executives on the witness stand and they're going to have to sit there and they're going to have to admit that they lied to their viewers to trick them into watching to so that wow. they can buy a third yacht. That's going to be that's going to really hurt them. And I'm really glad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> me too. I hope it does. I mean, I really <laughs> hope it does, because it is, you know, the stuff that Fox News is pushing and. Um, the, what they've done to the country is is a malevolent force mm-hmm. that that really needs to be stopped. Yes, it absolutely. And I did remember the name. It was Bassomatic. That's the fish. The Bassomatic. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yes, I am a hardcore Gen Xer. Okay. Now um, I want to switch it over sure. to this whole fucking bullshit about wokeness. And, you know, we I saw you posted something and um, we know that and and it was a it was a conversation with people on Fox just being stupid about wokeness. And then, of course, there was the recent Bethany Mendel who went viral because she couldn't define wokeness, even though she wrote a book about it. And Mm -hmm. although her here's the thing, the conservative definite, the new definition by conservatives is just made up it's what they want it to be and then they don't even know how to define it because they all haven't talked amongst themselves mm-hmm. but um you know, i mean i you know i can i can give you the conser- the actual conservative definition of wokeness is anything that's that's not white straight or male yeah but they can't say that they no. can't come out and say that you know so so they come out here and they hem and they haw mm-hmm. and you know there was um the uh the tweet last night that, that you're referring to it was Dana Perino, uh, yes. George Bush's former press secretary, was sitting there saying that that you can't define wokeness. You know, that it's sort of a vibe. You know, it's kind of a sense that you get. You know, and it's it's that's true. You know, it's when when they get upset that there's uh, that a uh, black actress is playing the the Little Mermaid. Right. You know, they they just know there's something wrong with it. They can't quite put their finger on it, you know, but they don't really know why. They can't really say why in Mm -hmm. in public, but they know that there's something wrong with that. And that is, that's sort of the wokeness. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you see with the Bethany Mandel thing uh, last week, she can't, she just, she can't come out and say that, (laughs) that like, well, it's gay people existing. That's, that's why, you know, it's a gay character in a movie is, is wokeness. They can't, they can't really say that. And they're trying to... uh, you're seeing a lot of conservatives on Twitter trying to give this very academic response in this definition, <laughs> but like that doesn't apply when when they're complaining that M and M's aren't fuckable anymore. You know that, <laughs> that that you can't have sex with that. I don't want to sleep with this M M&M and M because it's too woke. Well, like your definition of X, Y, or Z doesn't apply to it. We all know what it is. We all know what it is, and they just can't say it. Oh you know, God. they can't say it. And I think that tells you pretty much everything that you need to know. And it, it's also 
they have staked so much of their political identity to being anti-woke. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw the uh, USA Today poll that came out, uh, I think it was last week, yes. where the overwhelming mm-hmm. majority of the American public has a positive reaction to the word woke. Mm-hmm. And, and they know that it, you know, the definition of woke is just sort of understanding that there are uh, pr- uh, oppressive systematic injustices that exist and that impact the way that we see the world, the way that the world sees us, and that's essentially all it is. Um, and, and that's the way the majority of the American public um, uh, looks at it. Yeah. But you have, you know, conservative media and the Republican Party, they're making it their entire existence for being right now, and they don't understand how weird it looks to people who aren't just immersed in that that mm-hmm. weird culture of conservative media that aren't listening to Charlie Kirk podcast every single day and then going home and, and throwing on Tucker Carlson and then, you know, going to uh, the Steve Bannon's podcast and anyone who's not doing that, their obsession with woke just comes off as just weird and cranky. And it, it just, it sounds like you're just complaining about the kids these days. Um, it does, it's, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. They're, they're just <laughs> running themselves around in circles. And it's, it's really days. interesting. <laughs> well, I want to read here. Um, it's on Twitter. I, I'm, I hope I said this right. Lana Quest, Aka Rosa Sparks. Okay, that's the name of this person on Twitter. And, and she wrote, the term woke was created by black people referring to, to being alert to a system, uh, systemic racial injustices. The first documented use of the phrase stay woke happened in the 1930s when, when Lead Belly ended his song advising blacks traveling mm-hmm. through Alabama to stay woke. Now, I think the real easy way out for Republicans is to, ex- I mean, they can't explain CRT either, um, right. but, but it's like all they have to say about woke is say it's taking political correctness too far. I mean, they, it's the same bullshit they have with mm-hmm. cancel culture. You know, yeah. it's like it's the same thing. But it's like I think that's what they think it is. It's taking political correctness too far. And, you know, I mean, there there are uh, I'm trying to think. I think it was the dictionary Webster's. Maybe it was Webster's. But they were they came up with words that we shouldn't be using anymore. And mm-hmm. I think one of them was American, um, basically because it sounds elitist. That was kind mm-hmm. of the gist of it, which now I think that's. I mean, I, how do you even describe, you don't call, what are you supposed to call us? You right. know, I, I mean, I don't know what to call right. us if we're not Americans. I know there's a South American, there's a North American, all that. There's, you know, but in South America, there's Brazil and you're Brazilian and, and all of that. So I don't know what, but so I do think maybe that's going a little bit too far, but um, that's where I see the Republicans where they could easily just say, oh, it's just taking political. It's, it's, it's just more, but, it's today's version of the political correctness. Oh, totally. And and we have been having this fight for decades. Yes. I mean, there there are, you know, I don't uh, I don't know if you remember the movie uh, PCU with um, Jeremy Piven and I remember, and but I didn't Spade. see it. Yeah. That's, that movie's like thirty years old, and and it's all about like political correctness run amok on college camp. This is the same thing that we've been <laughs> that we've been talking about for decades, and and it was a huge part of Donald Trump's uh, mm-hmm. first presidential run in mm-hmm. in fifteen was political correctness run amok, and and this is it. You know, it's just been rebranded, and I think you're like. It, it, they're trying to turn it into legislation now, and that's why you see like the the CRT stuff, yeah. um, the drag race bans, 
um, all, all of that type of stuff. And they're, they're trying to put like a new veneer on it. And I think, I think the reason why is so that they can legislate it away. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you're like, when you start breaking this stuff down, it looks ridiculous. And you're right. There, there are definitely examples of people taking this type of thing too far. And I mean, look, I'm a straight white guy. You know, I, I, I'm not going to tell somebody how they should feel about, you know, what's being called what, mm-hmm. but, um, but, but they can't, those examples are so few and far between right. yeah. that, that it just, it looks weird when you make this your entire political identity, like conservative media and the Republican party have done. This is the only reason that like Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, uh, Donald Trump, it's the only reason that they've given so far uh, of why they're running for president. Yeah. And the majority, the overwhelming majority of Americans do not care, could not care <laughs> less. And it just sounds really, really weird. And this is the type of thing where, you have to you have to subscribe to all of these right wing conservative media talking points in in order to win a primary um, in the Republican Party. But if you do that, you're going to look really really weird to the rest of the country. And I mean, you saw that in Pennsylvania um, with Dr. Oz. Yeah. You saw that with Carrie Lake in in Arizona. Um, I'm not going to put that all on Herschel Walker because he, he has he had his his other things going on. Um, but it's called it's costing the Republican Party. It, it just is, um, and this adherence to to conservative media and the people that are consumed with conservative media and and simply pandering to them on every single issue is costing the Republican Party elections. Yes, and this is going to lead me to the last question that I have. And, I mean, you're actually making me feel excited now because the point that you made about the damage that is that Fox News is going to go through, because there's damage now, but there's more damage to come. And, mm-hmm. you know, who knows if more people are going to sue? Who knows if more people are going to come out with, you know, secrets that we had? I mean, we suspected it, but we haven't heard it. That would be fucking great. So... My question here is like, you know, now I want to just throw in there. An article came out today. Idaho hospital will stop delivering babies as doctors flee state due to abortion ban. Near total abor- uh, near total ban on abortion is driving doctors away. Um, and it says the hospital's leadership said that the decision to eliminate the uh, obstetrics, uh, obstetrics unit, I can't talk, is stemmed from the political climate in Idaho. So, okay, mm. we've got wokeness, we've got CRT, we've got abortion bans, book bans. Uh, tra- you're not allowed to even look at a, a trans person or talk about somebody who's in drag. I mean, they're just going hardcore fascist extremist. Mm-hmm. And then you add to it what's happening at Fox News. And so I asked this question with lots of hope, and I don't know how you're going to answer it, but what do you feel about the general direction this country is headed in as we go into 2024? It is, you know, I feel like it's, we are sort of at a crossroads right now. Um, you know, and I think that, look, it's no secret the the Republicans cannot win national elections. I think they've won the popular vote once out of the last nine presidential elections. Um, and it's just, I, I don't think this type of stuff plays. Like, I just don't. I think that when, you know, you have um, Joe Biden can go out there and talk about, um uh, insulin prices being capped at $35 across the board. He can talk about the Inflation Reduction Act. He can talk about all, all this all this legislation that he's passed. He can go out there and he can brag about it and talk about it. He can, he can point back to the Trump years and say, you don't want to go back there. Remember how absolutely insane that was? All that type of stuff. And then on the other side, you're going to have Ron DeSantis talking about uh, drag brunches. 
you know? Yeah. And, and so I, I, I think, you know, I, I still have uh, hope in the American public that they'll sort of see those two things and, and true choose the right way. Um, but I've been wrong about that before in 2016, for, for example, too, I didn't think there was too. any way that Trump would win, but, um, but I, I think people are sick of it. I think people want their, their elected leaders to take on real issues. And I, you know, I just think that the Republican party is just too immersed in that weird clickbaity type mm-hmm. conservative media bubble, um, to, that they, that they'll really be able to appeal, um, out, outside of that. You know, I think look, the Democrats are facing a very tough electoral map in um, the Senate in 24. Yeah. Um, they, they do not have very many pickup opportunities and they have some some red state senators that that uh, that are up for reelection. Sherrod Brown and, and John Tester uh, are the first two that come to mm-hmm. mind. And those are gonna, those are two incredible senators. Um, and I try not to be a fan of politicians too much, yeah. but I like both of those guys. And yeah. I, I think it's very important for them to uh, continue serving. And, you know, I, I wish them well. But um, but those are going to be really tough races yeah. in very tough states. Um, and so, you know, I guess we'll see. I just, I, I, I still do have faith in the American public that, that when given these types of choices, that they'll make the right choice. Yeah. And I, and I'll go with the fact that, you know, I mean, I got it wrong too. I thought Hillary Clinton would win. Um, Mm. but the difference is now that we've seen, you know, Trump was new. That was Mm -hmm. new to us and it isn't new anymore. And he's lost. He lost every election and I'm not just counting the ones he was participating in, but it was 2017, right. 2018, 2020, 2022. I mean, all the elections, you know, with there's a few of them that, yeah, okay, Republicans won. But basically because of him, Republicans have been losing. And obviously oh, totally. they lost totally. bigly. I, I, you take a look at the midterms when, when Trump was president, yes. the uh, presidential election, and the most recent midterms. Uh, Republicans should have won a bunch of those. Yes. They, you know, they, they should have a 40 seat majority in the House right now. And mm-hmm. instead, it's like five to 10. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure the exact number, but they, they really they actually got shellacked mm-hmm. in the midterm. They should have the Senate as well. And they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a real question of when does the Republican Party get sick of this as well? When do they get sick of, of losing? And I mean, I, on some issues, they're going to have to admit the libs are right. And I don't <laughs> think that they're capable of doing that. No, no. But I, I think. I think the best we can hope for at this point is like you're talking about fatigue and apathy where they're Mm -hmm. just they can't be bothered if they don't feel that their savior hero Tucker Carlson on Fox News can be trusted. And if Trump is getting indicted all over the place and, you know, and they're finding out that, you know, whatever comes out about him, it's just going to peel off more of that base and make it harder. Uh, Yeah, you're right that the what you know, this. I think Democrats would be very smart to focus on the state level, the state legislatures, yes. and just all the local, because school boards are so important with QAnon parents getting in now. We have to, Republicans have been focusing on the individual states for decades, and mm-hmm. Democrats really have not. So that is something I hope that we do. And I, I have hope. I Like, from where we are right now, I feel hopeful because I do see that Republicans are basically eating themselves up a lot. I mean, they're just, they're doing themselves in, but I wish that Democrats would be a little bit more proactive. And I don't just mean the leadership. I mean, mm-hmm. voters, you know, would be uh-huh. a little bit more proactive. I agree. And I, and I think that, um, 
you know, I think one of the issues in 2016, and I've worked in politics for a while, I've, I've seen this happen on numerous races, is you, you have to give people a reason to vote for you, yeah. not just a reason to not vote for yeah. the other guy. And and I would like to see the Democratic Party and and don't get me wrong, they have legislative successes that they mm-hmm. can doubt. Um, but I, you know, I think I think it needs to be more of a constant drumbeat. I, yes. Um, I think that uh, reproductive rights is mm-hmm. just something we should be hearing every single day from them, and we and we hear it a lot. You know, I don't want to yeah. say that they're silent si- uh, right. silent on that. Um, but I just I feel like that there's always more that 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 we could be doing there, and and that's just one example. Um, but. Uh, yeah, and I agree with you. I, I, I do worry about apathy from uh, from the Democratic voter side as well. Um, but I think that, you know, we have seen some of the horrors. It, the, the Trump years were traumatic. Yeah. And now with the Supreme Court decisions and, you, you know, I think a lot of the country sort of tuned in to what Ron DeSantis is doing. If Trump doesn't get the, the nomination, it, it'll probably be DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the country is pretty horrified by uh, by, by what they're seeing there. And I think, you know, eventually the Republican Party is going to have to make a choice. You know, is it is it more important for us to win majorities or are we just trying to get our faces on Fox News mm-hmm. and trying to sell books and trying to get people to listen to our podcasts? And and right now it feels like the, like the Republican Party doesn't care so much about winning majorities. Um, and I think that's when they get really dangerous because that's when we start mm-hmm. seeing they don't care about democracy anymore. They don't mm-hmm. care about winning more votes. And, and at that point, then they get really extreme. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's sort of a, a crossroads for them as well. Wow. Well, it sure will be interesting, won't it? <laughs> it will. It will definitely be interesting. <laughs> and also, so will this week, because I do think we're going to see an indictment. I do agree with you that it's probably just going to be you know, it's not going to be that exciting. I mean, he's going to get fingerprinted and we'll, we'll have it on record and all of that, but then mm-hmm. he's just going to go back to Mar-a-Lago and bitch on truth. Social. So, <laughs> exactly. you know, it's just going to be the same. That's exactly what will happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was oh, really Lord. interesting talking to you. And, and I just want to say, obviously we have not met before, um, but this was the first time I got to even, you know, know anything about you and I really like your energy you have a very positive and interesting energy so I want to just say that and I want to say thank you for coming on the show Um, before I let you go though why don't you tell everybody where they can find you yeah I I would say the best place to find me would be on Twitter Um, and if you just search for Andrew Lawrence I have um, a baby as my profile picture (laughs) it's actually me when I when I used to have hair so (laughs) but uh, no yeah that's that's the best place to uh, find me and then um, I would recommend, look, like I said, I think it's really important to keep up to date with what is being said on Fox News because they have so much influence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd point people to our website, uh, mediamatters.org. Uh, lots of fact checks, clips. It's it's a really great resource to sort of understand what's being said on the other side without actually having to immerse yourself in it for eight hours a day. Yeah, and that's fantastic. And yes, I'm sure my audience is absolutely familiar with Media Matters. And then, um, of course, you can find me on Twitter, author Kimberly L-E-Y. You can find me on Spoutable with my name, Kimberly Johnson. Again, L-E-Y at the end. And my books are on Amazon. It was just so fun talking to you once again, Andrew. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was great. And uh, I appreciate the kind words. And I'd love this to uh, love, love a chance to do this again sometime. Absolutely. You will return. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kimberly. Bye-bye.